Generator Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping you heal, align, and expand your intuition. With high vibe content and light and conversations and weekly energetic updates, we are here to help you get and stay lit by connecting you to your highest self. Get inspired by tuning in to today's episode of The Generator Podcast. Welcome back to the Generator Podcast. I'm Victoria. And Laura's there too. (laughs) I was sneezing. Apologies. She was sneezing. How dare you? And today we have on the lovely Dr. Christina Tarantola. Oh my God, I got it right. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Nailed it. Nailed it. And we're so stoked to talk to her today. She is Honestly, I feel like you do so many things. So I tell us a little bit about yourself. So I would say overall, I am a healer, which kind of encompasses everything. But uh, you'll hear my Long Island accent and come out. But I so I grew up in Long Island, but now I live in Pittsburgh. So everybody is like, where are you from? Because you say coffee like a weirdo. <laughs> so yeah, but I am I am a former pharmacist, so I was in pharmacy for about seven years and did not like it because it was just not in alignment with my sole purpose and why I'm here. And I, you know, was doing kind of um, pharmacy and then my business on the side for a while. And a lot of my spiritual gifts were coming online as I was taking Reiki and hypnosis and all of these different certifications, which which is what you mentioned. I do a lot of different things. And what I love about what I do now is I know it's my soul work. It's what I am meant to do in this lifetime. And it's really empowering women. It's helping women to release what isn't in their highest good so that they can create businesses so that they can experience a life of joy, freedom and fulfillment. So that's really the the global aspects of what I do. And I know we're going to go into more of hypnosis and quantum work and all those things. But that is, that is me. I am a healer. Love that. So what, tell us about the jump from pharmacy to being completely aligned and a boss babe and doing all these amazing things. Tell us about what, what inspired that transition? Yeah. So it was not an easy road. I've had many failures in my life, which I always like to highlight because I feel like there's a lot of people out there who, you know, they see, you know, the Instagram pictures and they're like, Oh my God, look at that person, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, but there's a whole journey behind it that, you know, I've gone through being homeless, um, not having a job. I've been in abusive, toxic relationships. Um, so that was, that's all part of my story as well, you know, to leading up to this point. And this is why I do that work as well, because I, I know what it's like to be in toxic relationships, to have eating disorders, to be in, you know, it's the scarcity mindset of growing a business and not knowing how to generate money and, and all of those things. And I think that's important to highlight for people to realize like, yeah, I got here, but it's taken me all of these soul lessons and all of the 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 challenges that to bring me to this place. And, you know, a lot of, you know, in my, I'm 31 now in my twenties, that's when I was really going through my like, several spiritual awakenings that 
I realized, wow, I'm not in the right place in pharmacy because I was just, I always just felt that inner nudge. And I'm sure people listening and you guys can probably resonate with this too. Like you just know you're meant to be doing something else. You just don't know what it is yet, but you know that where you're at, it just doesn't feel good. And so a lot of people that I talk to, a lot of pharmacists, a lot of women are like, I'm burnt out. I'm stuck in this job. I know that I'm meant to be doing more, but I don't know how, or I don't have, maybe they're not clear on the vision or what that could look like, but that's what I love because as a manifester, I love helping people initiate. And that's why I love this podcast and the fact that I'm talking to you because you guys get it and you understand how that translates into how you operate in the world. So that's a really long-winded answer, but um, there's been just many, many, um, I guess, rebirths and points in my career that I was just like, I cannot do this anymore. So I ultimately quit my pharmacy job last year in April and I hired a coach for a lot of money. And, um, and here we are, I I learned how to have the structure around my business, how to do, um, how to have like that deep transformation work that I teach my clients and helping them to clear out a lot of these old subconscious patterns so that they can elevate into their soul's destiny. So long-winded answer, but that is how I got here. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. And that happened to your, during your, do you have, do you know what a Saturn return is? So yeah, um, so I was engaged. <laughs> that happened during my Saturn uh-huh. return. And um, and I that's why I'm here actually. So we met on Instagram and we were both pharmacists into nutrition at the time. And so I was 27, got engaged and then moved here not knowing anybody i knew two people and then once i kind of lived with him and i just kind of saw the trajectory of where it was going i'm like yeah this isn't going to work anymore so and saturn does that right and especially saturn right now is in the seventh house for me of marriage and partnership so saturn will not let something that's not there for the long haul it's like all right let's clear that out <laughs> right away so that's pretty much what happened yeah. So you're a cancer rising. So no, I am a Virgo rising cancer sun. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Um, very interesting. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. What's your sun moon? And so cancer sun, Virgo rising and Scorpio moon. I'm like water, water everywhere. So Love it. No, it isn't Pisces. So Oh my gosh. I, well, when you were talking, I was like, she has some Scorpio in there because just even that death and rebirth is such Scorpio energy and just embodying that and love the, the yes, water, 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 all the healing, all, all of the healing, all that's so interesting. And then the Virgo, it's interesting how I feel like a lot of times our rising signs will get us our, like our first job or our first because it's our personality and it's how people see it. So Virgo, I mean, gosh, Virgo is a pharmacist. That's a dream. That's what you Yeah, do. it's like perfectionism and like health and all of that. Exactly. Right. Interesting. Very, very cool. Okay, so all that happened during your Saturn yeah. return. So you have your Saturn in Sag, I'm guessing. Um, Saturn is in Capricorn, actually, for me. Oh, oh so you're one. in your Cap. It's like in- almost done. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. So we're in the same boat. Oh, yeah been real fun i feel like this is like the ultimate kick ass of a saturn return with all this shit in capricorn i'm like oh yeah yeah. okay here you go so okay very cool so totally see all that 
Great. So tell us where, so you said you're in Pittsburgh right now, correct? Okay. And you just got engaged. Yes. Again, correct? <laughs> okay. Tell us about that. We love a good love story. Yeah. So I, yeah, tell us about it. So I <laughs> was, you know, obviously that was a really tough thing to, it, for anybody out there who has been engaged before it. And I was the one that left. Me. Oh, okay. So say, yeah, I'm in that boat. it doesn't mean that it's not hard for, for you as well. It, it's difficult. So, you know, I, I, that was, uh, I think I ended it December of 17. And then I met Eric who just walked in before, um, in August of 18. So I, I had some time to kind of recalibrate and it, regain the pieces of my soul back. <laughs> Holy shit. That's crazy. Your Saturn return literally started December 2017. Yeah, exactly. It was like, that's crazy. <laughs> like, no. Yeah, done. exactly. Done. So, yeah. So we met on Bumble, actually. And um, I hope this is appropriate to say. I think it's really funny. So we were, we were coming up with like a, a wedding hashtag. And I'm like, why don't we do like last stinger before the ringer? Because like the bee. <laughs> <laughs> Well, funny enough, I met my boyfriend on Tinder. Oh, and his okay. name is Erickson. Oh, that is weird. Oh my god, that's funny. That's super weird. Oh. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it, it you know very. He's an Aries, Aries sun, and um, Cancer rising. So I feel like him and I are really you know balance each other out well. So, um, yeah. So that's that's how we met and here we are you know a year and a half later and we're actually getting married in september september 19th so it was like boom 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 that's awesome well congratulations thank you yeah. very very cool do you know what human design is uh generator very cool yeah yeah all the generators Me too. And I don't, so i don't know much about i think manifestors don't have a sacral i don't know too much about that but i know generators do have a sacral Right. They don't. So your energy level, um, you would, it's kind of just like, you just don't have a motor. I kind of think of it's like a manual car, like, okay. or a man, like you can, it's not that you can't get somewhere. It's just that you're not relying on a motor to get you somewhere or gas to get you somewhere, which is like good and bad. It's great because you're not going to run out. You can always go, but you don't always get that like extra push to go. So manifestors yeah. are really good at like initiating and setting things up and being the boss and then letting it be and letting the generators kind of work it and do it. So yeah, you're, you're so in alignment, like even coaching and doing all that because you're like, here, here's what we're going to do. We're going to help you create the life you want. And, the, but I'm not going to live it for you. Like you're going yeah. <laughs> to, nope. Perfect. Okay, cool. So tell us, um, well, let's just jump right in. So we're going to talk about hypnosis and quantum work today. So what in the world are all these big words? <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to I'm going to really make it simple cuz it sounds like oh my god, quantum physics it brings me back to high school and like no, I hated physics, whatever. But don't worry, I'm not going to make it boring like that. So really what I what I've come to understand, you know, through all of these challenges, you know, I mentioned eating disorders and you know, toxic relationships and all of those things. And they were very cyclical for me. So if you're out there and you're listening and you can identify in your life, okay, this pattern keeps showing up for me. Typically it's something in your subconscious. And what, and the analogy I love to give to people is that imagine that you're in a kayak 
and you have the two ores. One ore is your, your conscious mind, which is 5%, and the other ore is your subconscious mind, which is 95%. So if you have them going in different directions, you're going to stay stuck. When you have both the conscious mind and the subconscious on board moving together, that's when you have momentum in your life. So that's usually what I'm helping women with is that subconscious programming. So that can be all of your traumas from childhood, your limiting beliefs, your intuition, that's where everything is held. And so if you're trying to, you know, achieve a goal or you're trying to start a business or whatever that is, that you're only using your willpower in that subconscious, that conscious mind. And you might have some memories from the past, say that you're wanting to make more money in your business. You might have an association in your subconscious around how you saw your parents generating money or the conversations that were happening in your childhood or maybe something happened like with me where uh, I was literally kicked out of my house because I knew that I wanted to do something different, but my parents, you know, were so controlling that they were like, no, we want you to do this. And when I rebelled, that set me into this whole different trajectory. So there's different experiences that we have throughout life that will make a subconscious imprint onto us, especially if it's repeated over and over again. So like if you heard you know, you have to work really hard in order to be successful or to be worthy or whatever that is, it's, it's there. It's like a rut in a, in the sand, right? If you picture that. So our work usually with, with the people that I work with is helping them through hypnosis, through things like quantum transformation work to help them understand, okay, that was your story. That was something that was real for you. That was embedded into your subconscious, but now we're going to reroute this and we're going to have you have a different association with money or with relationships or whatever that is. So there's a lot of different techniques that I use to help people either reroute or energetically get the energy out of their body. So like if they have an unworthiness core wound, a lot of the times like breath work can be used to help mm. release from that sacral chakra. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I could go on and on. There's so many different techniques, but that's really the, the um, overarching theme of what hypnosis can do for people. Well, go on and on. What are some of the other techniques? So, so for example, timeline therapy is something that, that I have used too with people because everything is energy, right? So mm -hmm. if something is lodged in your subconscious body, you can say, for example, I want to make $3,000 a month in my business. But if you have a deep core wound, which is what I had of unworthiness and shame, that energy is literally attracting contrasting situations into your life. So you might have a bunch of sales calls with people and they're like, oh, I can't afford it or oh, blah, 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 because there's not an aligned match. So there's all different potentials that exist out in this quantum realm, which we'll talk about. And it's about, you know, what are you attracting based on what you're emitting out? Like, cause we all emit a signal out into the world. And so if you're not addressing that subconscious body and the unworthiness that's there, which is, you know, and there's no shame around that. It's just witnessing, okay, this is here. How do I move it? How do I alchemize this out of my subconscious? So when you do that, you have a clear space to then attract these potentials that you're wanting in your life. Oh my gosh. Loving all this. This is the best. Loving all this conversation. What would, so 
first of all, I feel like you painted a really, really good picture. Like I understand this. I've taught this. I even do this work with some of my clients, but there was something about the way you said it. It just hit me in a completely different way about this is energy that is attracting like energy. And you can tell yourself nice things all day long. You can, you know, talk it out all day long. But if that energy stays in your body, you're going to continue to attract it. And it's subconscious. Absolutely. And I actually, I wanted to talk, this is a really good segue for one of Dr. Joe Dispenza's, one of his findings that is really fascinating that shows, and this is really going to empower you to show that your mind can actually drop things down from the quantum realm, which is, which is the energetic realm down into the 3d world. So it was called the observer effect or the collapse of the wave function. And I know that's like a big term, but pretty much what he found was that a energy can operate as either a wave or a particle as a physical particle. And when people, when these people who were doing the experiment looked into this field of energy, wherever they looked, the particle appeared. So pretty much what that can be extrapolated out into is realizing that whatever we can visualize and put out seeds into the quantum field, whatever outcome we're wanting can be dropped down into the physical environment. So it's saying that your mind can actually pinpoint an outcome, pinpoint a potential and have it drop down when you do these, you know, when you're in deeper states of meditation or hypnosis and you're feeding your subconscious mind, oh, okay, like I want to make $20,000 a month. Your mind will actually look for those potentials out in, in the 3D world and magnetize that into your sphere. So is this through meditation or is this through the hypnosis work or what what kind of work do you do in order to get connected to that? Yeah, so the quantum is the infinite, right? So like when when he was looking at when Joe Dispenza looked at a an atom, it's 99.99999% energy and 0.0001% physical. So if you extrapolate that out into our world, imagine how much more the 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 energetic realm is versus you know what we have physically it's 99 times that so when you're getting into deeper states of meditation that's when you're able to access this quantum realm where there is no physical you're essentially dissociating from the physical body and everything here so that you can reach into this higher potential of the fifth dimension and you can do that through like I said, hypnosis, getting into deeper brainwave states. So typically we're in high beta wave brain states, which it's really quick and very erratic. When you're allowing yourself to get into those deeper brainwave states, it it becomes more coherent. And that's when you're able to actually attract these experiences or plant the seeds out into the quantum realm through your intention, visualization, et cetera. And then that's when you'll start to either get inspired actions, inspired action, like, Hey, I should reach out to that person or whatever that is. That's where you start to magnetize these outcomes into your physical reality. So you're planting seeds out in this deeper state. You're allowing them to germinate out there. You let go, you're in the receptive mode. And that's when you start to either notice things in your physical environment, or it gets magnetized to you. If does that make sense? Yeah. Totally. So let's say I look at my bank account and my bank account is negative three dollars. 
And that's where my mind immediately goes. Don't I need to fix that? Don't I need to go after that? And because a lot of times that's what we're wanting to do. We're wanting to fix it and we're wanting to go after it. But all that energy that we put towards fixing it, what I'm hearing you say, it's in that erratic brain state. So do you have to kind of forget about it to go into this state? To Because we are so focused on this external 3D. Yeah, that's a 3D measurement of, you know, how much you have. And so I would ask, well, say that that person came to me, I would look at, at their belief in their relationship to money, because I see it as it's, it's a relationship, it's a channel. And to me, whenever that channel is cleared, it's kind of like an artery, right? When, when there's stuff that's clogged up in there, it's not going to be able to flow. So what is, what is it that your relationship is right now that's preventing money from naturally flowing in? Cause that, I believe that that is a natural state. We should be just naturally having a flow of abundance into our lives. So for a lot of the clients that I've worked with, they'll say, I'm like, all right, let's just have a, a dialogue. Talk to me like I'm money. And they'll say, well, I hate you. And I hate how much power you have over me. And I'm like, all right, well, that's your relationship right now. Imagine if you had a partner that you were talking to like that, how would the relationship be? Oh, that's really good. So it's, it's realizing, you know, and I know it's, people talk about it all the time, like, what's your relationship with money? But this is such a deeper level because you're actually able to see, okay, well, how do I really feel about it? And how can I change that so that I have that clear channel to allow the flow in? So that's the first piece, which, I mean, that's even on a conscious level, you can do some of those things. And then obviously with the hypnosis and subconscious reprogramming, you can help people to, um, a lot of what I do is helping them see themselves as their highest expression. So how would a six figure earner or multiple six figure earner, how would, how would you look as, as that person? How would you dress? How would you talk to yourself? So getting them into the energy of em actually embodying that is another way that you can do it. And I, I think that this is a really great question because a lot of people will put their intention and their focus on not enough, not enough. And that's what's running for them. So it's, it's the stories and the energy. Cause remember I said, thoughts are energy. Where are you putting that? So for now you can put that aside and get to get to a place in meditation where that doesn't matter. There is no thing. There is no money. There is nothing. It's just clear space. And typically that can take anywhere. I mean, it depends on how experienced you are in meditation, but it can take you anywhere from like 20 to 40 minutes to get into just a, a completely relaxed state where you're not even in your body. And that's where you begin visualizing, okay, what would I look like? How would I be if I was in this, this other dimension? Cause on some level you've created that, mm. even though right now your physical dimension is I have negative $3 in my bank account. You can create that in the quantum realm. And that's when you'll start to get these, like I said, the inspired action, like the, the idea is like, oh, maybe I should start a course about Reiki or whatever that is. And you'll start to get that, that feedback because your, your inner world is a mirror of your outer world. So if you have negative $3, what's going on in here, that's creating that external outcome. So that's kind of in a nutshell, what, what how I would answer that. I love that which I feel like this conversation sets up really well for 
what, because you just said it could take 30 to 40 minutes to get into that state if you're not an experienced meditator. And I know for a lot of my clients, they can't, it's so, they're ne- it's really difficult to ever get in that state because the monkey brain is always oh, yeah. going. For sure. And if you don't have a value for it, I'm, it, it's, and you don't even know what it looks like. I think getting into a meditative state on your own can be really, really difficult. For sure. Yeah. And you know, a lot of people will start off with guided meditations or binaural beats or whatever, um, in order to really just get into that relaxed state, which, you know, and I can understand that it it is because your mind's in that high beta wave all the time. So that's what you're programmed to do. And when you sit with yourself, that's when all of this resistance comes up to be cleared. So I should be doing something right now. This isn't going to work. Like all of those things are coming up to be cleared from your field. So when you actually stay dedicated to the process, that's when, and this happened for me recently too, because my coach was saying to me, she's like, you really need to get into deeper states of meditation. And I felt that resistance come up. I'm like, oh, like I, I could do it for like 20 minutes. That's fine. And then, <laughs> so I experienced it too. It's it's the human brain. Right. And I, I know it, you speak about toxic masculinity as well, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Which a lot of that is it's, we've just been programmed to be so external and do, do, do. And what, but what I love about what you said is that that even when those thoughts are coming up, so it is working, it is clearing. You're just moving all that energy out. Yeah. I just got chills when you said that. Yeah. Yeah. It's which, so if you're going in and you're spending 20 minutes and all the junk is coming up, that's amazing. It's kind of like, I refer everything to poop. Oh gosh. But I mean, it's like that Like when you go to the bathroom, you're like, well, it didn't work because I went for a long, that's crazy. Of course you needed to go. Yes. Welcome to poop. That's (laughs) so how does hypnosis fit into all this? So yeah, this is an interesting story actually. So I got hypnotized for the first time when I was 21 by a man named Doug O'Brien and he actually wound up training me in hypnosis 10 years later. So, um, yeah, and that was actually one of the only techniques or therapies that worked for my eating disorder because I, so I was anorexic in high school and then I kind of switched to binge eating disorder and it's really rare. It's called night eating syndrome where I would wake up in the middle of the night and binge on really unhealthy things and kind of be more restrictive during the day. So I was in that constant cycle and one day I just got this intuition oh, like try hypnosis. So I went to this man and it, I it, say from a, uh, on a scale of one to 10, it went from like a 10 to a two. Wow. It was drastic. But, and I, and then I think that was really what led me down this path of understanding that, yeah, there's a 3d world, but there's something way more vast than just, you know, focusing on the conscious or going to therapy, which, you know, if you're a therapist listening, I'm not knocking therapy, but there's just so much more that, I feel people can tap into and that can help them heal. Well, you're only dealing with a 5% in therapy most right. of the time. So, I mean, it's, you can be the best therapist in the world, but you're only, if you're not doing anything past traditional talk therapy, that's 5%. Right. Well, and I think there's a lot of therapists that are integrating a lot of different types of things now, which I think is ta- are tapping in past that 5%, but yeah, I get it. What's weird you said about the night eating thing? My dad night ate. That was a thing. Like he would get up in the middle of the night and binge. And yeah, I do that too. Like I haven't done, I've 
a lot of I've healed out of a lot of but that was the way I always binge but and I yeah but I never he died when I was two so these weren't habits I observed it was something it was like even you talking about it being like not physical like hypnosis work I was like yeah that was something I picked up energetically because that was not taught to me that was not modeled for me and I was never I didn't even grow up in around him when it started happening so that's just wow and just an interesting I think a lot of times we're digging 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 trying to figure out like what's going on what's going on and I'm like that feels like almost an energy I picked up from him and he's definitely one of my guides and he's talked to me since I was a little girl and I'm like that is a very interesting little quirk that I've picked that I picked up absolutely yeah and it's it's familial for me too um my brother and my aunt had the same thing um but yeah and, and it ran me for seven years wow it's it was yeah it was a really frustrating uh horrible cycle yeah wow but hypnosis helped <laughs> it definitely broke it how many times did you do the hypnosis work to where you started seeing a shift in your eating disorder honestly it was the first session I mean, I went back for, you know, like every, I think it was like six months or something like that for maybe three times, but it was immediately. Wow. And I also think it was because I was so open energetically because I've hypnotized people who are analytical and a little bit more skeptical. And I'm, and I'm like, that's not going to permeate as well as somebody who's completely open and receptive to it so i feel like because i was so open it was able to penetrate and really and and he's he's amazing doug o'brien so shout out to him i'm gonna back up just a touch so can you tell us what is hypnosis yeah so hypnosis is actually an altered state of consciousness that we actually dip in and out of we go in in and out of trance about seven times throughout the day so if you've ever experienced driving in a car and, you know, say that you're going the same way to work every day and you pass through a stoplight and you're like, wait, was that green or, or red? And you're like, you know, double, double guessing yourself. You probably went into some form of trance. So the goal of hypnosis is it, the fact that it is actually a, a natural state is something to, to note. But going into a deeper state of trance is where you enter the theta wave brain state. So it's high beta, alpha, um, theta, and delta is the is like really deep. When you're in those states, that's where you're able to reprogram the subconscious mind. And traditional hypnosis, and I do neo-Ericksonian hypnosis, but traditional hypnosis is where the practitioner will take the client, you know, through an induction, they'll do some kind of guided imagery, maybe, to, you know, I'm taking you to, to a beach and visualize this and this, and they'll bring them down into that relaxed state. They'll do direct commands or direct embedded commands, and then, you know, bring them back up. Neo Ericksonian, Milton Erickson was who I studied. He had uh, an even more effective way of reaching people's subconscious because typically, like I said, everybody has different levels of resistance. So if somebody's really analytical, they might not be as receptive to the command or their conscious mind might come up and be like, and, and block it. And it, it might not take it in. Whereas Erickson had, he used metaphors to help people to kind of relax a little bit more to associate, you know, with 
say, for example, someone liked swimming when they were young. So he might say something about that or um, make metaphors or similes or analogies in order to kind of like sneak attack and, and embed those commands into the subconscious. So it's a little bit different. It's way more effective than traditional hypnosis where you know, the practitioner might just read off a, a script like, oh, he, this is the smoking cessation script. This is the binge eating script, blah, blah, blah. Like he really looked at the whole person and had them really, you know, he got to know them and he, he could, he could tell, for example, like, I'll give you something that he talked about. Like this little boy came to him and he, I guess he was like wetting the bed or whatever. And he focused on you know, helping him realize like, you know, you play baseball. So that requires fine motor skills. And the same thing is required of you that like requires of you to not to wet the bed at night. So he kind of paired those things together and said, Hey, if you can throw a baseball and you can have that fine motor skill, you can also do this. So in that way, he, like I said, he just made it so um, personalized for, for his clients. And in that way, it really helped them. I love that. That's very cool. I was watching a documentary on Fred Rogers, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. I'm obsessed. <laughs> He's from Pittsburgh. <laughs> I know he is. That's. I was like, I feel like I was just in like a Pittsburgh mode the other day. Um, and one of the things that he was saying was that you all, when you're teaching a child, you always highlight what they already know because that's the best way our brains work. And I think that, you know, what you're saying, traditional hypnosis, you're not, you may highlight, you're not necessarily highlighting what they already know and where your brain already is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Especially with younger kids. I never thought of that. Yeah. You, you have to teach them something that they already know. That makes a lot of sense. So interesting. Very cool. Laura, do you have any questions right now? No, I was just no, I don't. I'm just thinking this all through. I'm like, I'm so fascinated by this because I have tried hypnosis one time, but it didn't, I had a hard time like connecting to it because my logic was very much at play. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like pinging yeah. back and forth of like trying to just answer the question rather than letting it like come forth and flow. And so I felt like my logic was like, what do I think about that? Like, it was almost like control was paired with it. So I, I felt physically in that state of like, I didn't want to move my body or anything. I felt very at peace, like at a restful state, but my mind was really like pinging back and forth with like trying to come up with memories, trying to come up with answers. So I was just curious if, you know, maybe I'm one of those people that's really logical where I wasn't as open to it. And maybe another, even a different way, because it sounds like you're doing a different style than what she did, because she read from a script. So I'm just curious about it. Yeah. Yeah. So we would, you know, talk about that because I've, I've hypnotized people who say like, oh, I've tried this before. And I know that I'm a little bit not, not resistant, but it, it didn't permeate the way that like somebody else who's like out and falls asleep might. So what I do is I... Typically, like if you came to me and you're like, hey, you know, this is my experience, blah, blah, blah. We would actually work on clearing some of that resistance first in order to, you know, and then it, it can also be, I feel like people, you're being vulnerable. You're opening yourself, your energy up to somebody like that you might not know. So I try to help create a safe space for them so that they understand like, hey, you know, you are, you are held in this space and it's okay to let go. It's okay to surrender. 
because it's scary for a lot of people to who are used to it. and trust me i get this because that's what you know eating disorders are all about control so in order to allow that to be just let go and to surrender it sometimes is really scary yeah for the ego mind so i would we would work on that first before even diving into okay the actual session so that's what i would say for that Right. Which that brings me to one of our questions. Are you out of control in hypnosis? No, no. So you're in an altered state of consciousness, kind of like, like I said, if you were in a really deep state of meditation, it's similar to that. So you still have control of your body. You would know if somebody touched you or did something like that. Um, it's just a very relaxed state. That's a great question though. Well, there was a lady that I watched recently that did hypnosis and I watched her do it where the person was completely out. Like they were not, they were not present and they didn't have control of their body. So are there different types of his hypnosis? So I feel like when, so somebody could fall asleep, that's completely a possibility. I feel like with some people, I mean, it depends. Like if that, did that person command them like, Hey, fall asleep or Hey, you know, don't be responsive. I can't remember what she said, but I remember her making a command and then the person like completely knocking out and like, she even like laid him down and was like moving his thumb. And like, he was totally like asleep, like not there. Well, it's because that person commanded them to do that. You know what I mean? Okay. Like she probably said, like got them to a state where they were relaxed enough and then said, all right, fall asleep or whatever that is. I mean, like I said, depending on how relaxed you get, you can absolutely fall asleep, but the subconscious is still recording. The subconscious mind always picks up on everything because the conscious mind would get overwhelmed if it, if it picked up on every single detail and, and sense and sensation and all of that. So it's always there. It's always recording, but um, yeah, the conscious mind would just get totally bombarded if that, took it on. That makes sense. So where does the quantum field, how does that play into all this? So when you're getting into deeper states of hypnosis into that theta wave, theta delta brainwave state, that's when you can access this quantum field. So essentially it is embedding when you're embedding those commands, like say that I were to say to somebody, you know, you're going with the flow of life, say that they're having a lot of like control patterns, you're going with the flow of life that is energy being embedded into that person's subconscious. So that's essentially, I mean, you could either do it through hypnosis or through those deeper states I was talking about in meditation where you're visualizing, you're really having that elevated emotion and feeling whatever it is that's um, accessible to you in your future. So it could be like, I wanna feel like I'm in a joyful relationship or I wanna feel really safe and secure and have all this money or whatever it is, you're essentially doing, it, it's either you doing it yourself through these deeper states or working with a practitioner who can help to, you know, embed those commands in your subconscious. Very interesting. It's, I'm realizing that I kind of do this. I hypnotize, I think I subcon, I don't realize that I was doing it, but I think I hypnotize my clients to get them to figure out their brain. Oh. Cause I take them through like a meditative state. And then once I've done it on Laura before, and once we're there, I are getting in them into that, like, you know, 
slower brain waves, getting them to that place. And then from that point, getting them to access their intuition and getting them to tell me exactly what brand colors, exactly what the layout looks like, how many times a week you need to be doing it, where like, and like literally going into their subconscious and finding businesses for people. That's amazing. Yeah. She totally did that to me. It was definitely like hypnosis. If not hypnosis. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I just channel, like I channeled how to do it. But I mean, it's pretty much how we developed the podcast was doing that. Wow. Was getting into that place and then being like, nope, that's not right. This is like, and we did that for a couple months and then just launched. Yeah, you bring up a really good point too, because sometimes you do need to get out of your head in order to really feel into, all right, you know, the intuition. Remember I said the intuition is part of the subconscious mind. So it makes sense that it would, the answers would come more readily because you already know, but it's just tapping into that. Okay. Like how can we bring this to the surface to in the, into the 3d world? So that's really, that's a cool story. I like that. Yeah. I was, you're talking and I was like, Oh, that's what I'm doing. Okay, cool, cool. (laughs) So tell, we'd tell us about a favorite story you have working with a client that received breakthrough, obviously like not super specifics, but just whatever you can share. Well, like I said, we have infinite possibilities in this quantum realm. And when you start to change, you know, Joe Dispenza calls it your electromagnetic signature. So it's your thoughts and also your, your feelings, because that's what creates. So your thoughts are the electrons, your feelings are the magnet. So electromagnetic, you're drawing experiences into your life, right? So whenever I do this releasing work with, with my clients, a lot of it is, you know, clearing a lot of these old belief systems. And, you know, we've talked about the the traumas and all those different things. They have a clear space to go ahead and energetically bring these new experiences into their life. So I've had so many different results for people. I mean, it can be anything from weight loss. I've had, you know, somebody lost 40 pounds. I mean, that wasn't the actual, you know, like I didn't coach them and say, Oh, you know, don't eat this or that wasn't what I was doing. It was just an energetic releasing of years and years of resentment that they had, or, you know, whatever it was that they needed to energetically release. I've had people who have had manuscripts and then gone on to publish them with publishers. Um, I've had people start coaching businesses. I mean, it's really, there's so many different outcomes and it looks different for everybody, which is really cool. Cause you never know, you know, it's what I'm helping them do is release the limited self so that they can create what they're destined to create in this lifetime. So it's going to look different for everybody, but it's, it's the energy that's being released from the past. That's allowing them to then create these outcomes in the future. Yeah. Which I, just think that's so important because our egos are just running the story we told it to run. So when we're fighting and spending so much energy, like trying to, you know, get the clients and trying to do this and trying to do this, but we have an ego story of I'm supposed to work really hard for money. It's supposed to be a struggle. I'm never supposed to feel comfortable with money. Then the ego's like overriding and like, no, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, yeah. Um, I'm going to sabotage that because it doesn't line up with the story that you told me. It doesn't line up with that subconscious belief. So it's, it's so powerful. And it's, I think it's so powerful about what you said about like, it's, you're getting them to access the themselves. Right. And, you know, in a, in a time where everyone 
is going ever like we just are overwhelmed with information it's it can be so disassociating to have all of that information out there and not know what's resonating with you. Right. And that's, yeah, you brought up a good point because that is my goal is helping people align with their truth. It's not my truth. It's not some other coach's truth. It's what is true for you. So it's really bringing to light. Okay. What are your soul gifts? What is it you're meant to bring forth? What is this creation that's waiting to be birthed through you? So yeah, I love that because it, I am a guide. I am not telling these people what to do. It's it's bringing forth their brilliance. That's really what it's about. So I know you said for you, it took one session of hypnosis to kind of clear out the eating disorder. How, how many sessions typically does it take the, with the clients that you work with to kind of switch their, um, the outcome they're trying to get to or the pattern that they're trying to rewrite? How many sessions? Yeah, that's a great question. So it's different for everybody. Like I said, depending on your level of openness or what the challenge is. So like if somebody has been a smoker for 30 years, it might not just be a one shot deal. So it, it it's tough to kind of answer that. But I would say I work with my clients and do multiple sessions. Like I have right now a strategic ascension leadership Academy that is pretty much helping pharmacists and aspiring entrepreneurs to create a business. So it's going to require, you know, maybe me helping them shift their identity and doing like a hypnosis with that. And then doing some other individual sessions around these other blocks, the subconscious blocks around worthiness or charging what they're worth or, you know, it's going to be different for each person. But uh, that's what I love about what I do is because each person is individual and I customize it depending on intuitively what I feel like, all right, this, this is what will help you shift X, Y, Z. Or, you know, we need to alchemize this and get this anger out of your body. So I'm going to work with them and help them verbalize it out. So it's going to be, it's going to be different, which, you know, I, I love it. Totally. That makes complete sense though, depending on the person, they're going to need different things. You've said the word alchemize a lot. So I just wanted to ask you about that. Yeah. So I feel like I am an alchemist and I love to help people release. So for example, if someone has fear, it's an energy. So fear can be alchemized into love. So if somebody has fear around being seen, how can we alchemize that and get it where you realize, okay, I have had experiences before where I felt confident, where I felt like I can be seen. So it, it's helping them realize like, okay, you have these other unconscious resources that can be utilized in this present moment. And sometimes, like I said, I'll do different releasing techniques. So it could be timeline therapy, mirror work, cord cutting, all of these different things that are going to help them to shift that fear and embrace love or whatever the elevated emotion is that is, is really there for them to embody. So what I'm hearing you say is there's not just one thing that you need to do to release and shift energy. Oh, no. No. And it's, it's completely, I mean, there's a lot of tools. Like I teach my clients a lot of these tools and they know, okay, if I'm feeling this way, I can go to this, or, you know, if I'm feeling angry, I can go to the gym and alchemize this, this anger and, and like get it out because everything is energy. Our emotions are energy. So I work a lot with the, there's a David Hawkins. I don't know if you guys have heard of him. He, he did like multiple calibration and applied kinesiology. And it was all about like, 
you know, what emotion are you calibrating at? Is it shame? Is it guilt? Or is it an elevated emotion like love or gratitude? So helping people realize that, okay, this is a state you're in right now. You're feeling this emotion of guilt. How can we release that and let it go so that you can elevate your energy? And that's all integrated into what I teach because again, it's all, it's attraction. So if you're feeling shame and guilt, most likely you're going to be doing things like binge eating or smoking or hiding, hiding yourself. So how do we release that and allow you to raise your energy so you can be seen and do what you want to do? Just as an example. So you can't stuff the emotion. Oh, no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Not at all. I mean, and when I say alchemize, it's, it's not it's not fixing it. It's just getting it out of your body. It needs to be moved. And I know for me, I grew up thinking, well, like hearing and getting the message that I wasn't allowed to cry and it, I wasn't okay being myself. So but there was a lot of like hidden dark shame around who I was as a person. And I feel like um, that that impacted me, you know, how I showed up in my business, how I treated my body, how I you know, drew partners in that, that abused me and treated me poorly. It was all a reflection of that inner, those inner traumas and the, that shame that I held in my subconscious body. That's why I feel like more people need to know about this because if you're in a cycle and you're seeing the same lesson over and over again, but nothing's changing, it's a sign. It's a sign for you to, that something needs to be shifted. Mm. Yeah. That's so good. So true. I feel like especially as women, we have a list of, well, men have their own list of emotions they're not allowed to feel. And we have our list of emotions like anger. We're not supposed to feel anger or, you know, we're called a bitch or, you know, bossy or whatever. And there's this. So I feel like, and especially in Christian culture, which is where Laura and I have a lot of our background in, like, you're definitely not supposed to be getting angry. That is not on the table. Yeah. So it's just, so what are, so what are some of these things? How do they manifest in the body? So I think you gave us some examples, but even like down to physically, what about sickness? What about things like that? Oh, I love this. Yeah. So, yeah. So I believe I've studied a lot of Barbara Brennan's work and she talks about how everything is first energy. And then it, it filters down into like, the thoughts that you think, the mental, emotional, and then finally it becomes becomes physical. So everything that's been going on and impacting you energetically, if it's been going on for a while, that's when it's going to drop down into physical. So for example, um, and this is where kind of the chakra system comes into because a lot of times control will show up as an eating disorder, like, or um, the, the feeling of powerlessness or the need to control will show up in the third chakra as either low self-esteem or IBS and stomach issues or eating disorders. All of all of those third chakra imbalances will will manifest as that. And ask me how I know because that was something that I had. Um, another thing would be, you know, if you are feeling like the signs of depression are usually tied to the first chakra, which is all about like family and security and all of that. Um, it can also manifest as an imbalance with like skin problems, which I've had to, um, people can have migraines, you know, if they 
uh, with a third eye, like blocking their intuition or feeling like overwhelmed or stressed. So it can manifest in a lot of different ways, but if you're not paying attention to the signs or if you're not aware of the signs, then it's just going to, it's just going to keep getting worse until you look at the underlying reason. So I'm hearing, I'm, I'm hearing this. I'm a listener hearing this right now. And I am freaking the F out because I have all this shit and all these feelings and all this stuff I haven't accessed. And I'm really terrified now because I feel like all my chakras are blocked and I need hypnosis that I need all these things. Where do I start? So the first thing that I would want that person to do is to actually put their hand on their heart and have compassion. Because that's the first ingredient you need. The, your own words, I just posted this the other day, your own words are your own medicine. So you need to say to yourself, okay, I'm okay. I'm starting here. Mm. And not going to judgment. Because what we do is we're like, oh my God, I feel guilty. And then I feel guilty about feeling guilty. And it goes down the shame spiral. So stop in your tracks and just, it's Okay. In this moment, I am okay. I am safe. And then from there, okay, what's the next best step intuitively? What feels good to me? Should I reach out to a person who does hypnosis? Should I start meditating? You know in your own body, in your own intuition, what feels good to you. I always say, follow what feels good. If something doesn't feel right, it, yeah, it can be fear. But as you grow in your journey, you'll, you'll be able to distinguish between fear, like, oh my gosh, I'm about to, you know, jump into this next level of my life or like, no, this isn't a line. So tap into your feeling like, okay, what, what's the next best step that I can do for myself? Maybe I can start a meditation routine or I can start to exercise or, you know, whatever that is for you. So it's really about self-trust. And I feel like a lot of the clients that come to me, they're like, I can't even trust myself anymore mm. because I've been in bad relationships or I've had X, Y, Z happen, or I got scammed out of money or whatever. And, and it's about, okay, how do we repair that? Because you have everything inside of you. I'm just guiding you to release what's no longer needed. So you can elevate into the woman you're destined to be. It's so empowering. Yeah. I feel like everyone just put their hand on their heart and tell themselves that it's okay and they're right where they need to be. Yeah. It is. It's, and like, I, I think that we're always evolving. So I have things come up too. You know, I, I'm not like this enlightened person. I still have things that I'm like, oh my God, like I'm afraid of this or like, you know, it's not that we're stuffing down emotions or alchemy is a way to just like, well, I just don't want to feel it. That's not what this is about. It's, it's really about seeing like, okay, this is here. This anger or this guilt is here. What is it teaching me? Okay, it's not serving me anymore. Let's get it out. But that's ultimately why it's coming up anyway. It's because it's ready to be released. Mm, I love that. Are there is there anything else that you want to share about, like, we're going to give you a few minutes, just anything at all, that, even if it's not about the subject that we've been talking about, anything at all that you want to share? What's coming through is just like following your intuition. I always say that to people. It's it's easy to look outside and see everything that everyone else is doing. And like you said, it's the information age and we're all posting on social media and everybody, you know, there's coaches out there and all of all of this information. And what I invite you into is a journey within yourself to see what actually feels good to you. 
and to allow yourself to access that part of you that maybe right now is a whisper, but it's like, I know I'm meant to be doing something more, or I know that I'm not meant to be in this toxic relationship anymore, or I want to start treating my body better. Listen to that voice over the loud voice of the, the inner bully, right? That, that beats us up and it's like, well, why did you do that? And blah, 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 put that aside and just allow yourself to tap in to your own energy and you'll, you will be led that way. Another thing that I really think is important that is, is embedded in everything that I do because, you know, my, my business was called enlightened wellness solutions. I have, you know, the sacred illumination container It is all about light. It's all about connecting to a higher source. Even if you don't want to call it God, or you don't want to call it, you want to call it universe or whatever that is, when you're connected to that, you will be led. And I want people to understand that that was one of my biggest revelations. I would say I learned it in the past month and I'm seeing how it's actually manifesting in my life, but we need to always be connected because that's when you'll get those intuitive hunches when you'll see yourself being drawn to certain things that are going to lead you down the path to, you know, joy, happiness, whatever that outcome is. So I think it's just about tapping into that, that intuition, that guide within you, that's going to help you. So good. So we're going to move into a few rapid fire questions. Um, Here's my fun little random question I like to ask. You just found out that someone has been recording you for the past two weeks. Tomorrow, this will be aired on national television. What part of the video are you going to erase? Oh my God. The part where I obsess over my dog. (laughs) She's not here right now, but. What kind of dog is she? A dachshund. Oh, how long have you had her? Yeah. Um, She's going to be three. She's very sweet. Her name's Penny. Her her coding is like a penny. Oh, I love that. Yeah, oh but my my, my fiance is like you obsess over this dog. She's your baby. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I love that. That's so cute. Tell us what are you manifesting right now? <sighs> so that's a really great question. So I want expansion. I want to reach more women and I feel like, so I'm just kind of like when I'm going into that quantum space, I'm just envisioning and praying that whichever, whoever is meant to be drawn to me, that they see the sign and that they're clear about working with me. So I feel like that would be what I'm manifesting. Do you know if you're a non-specific manifester or a manifester in human design? I don't know that much. (laughs) Okay. Well, I'm curious. You should DM us and let us. So the chart, the arrows at the top, the bottom right arrow, if it's pointing left or right, if it's pointing right, you're non-specific, left, you're specific. I'm just curious. Okay. What does that mean? It basically means, or I love, Laura heard the term abstract and I like it a lot better. Meaning like, a lot of manifestation, like specific manifestation is writing down like, I want an apartment with this type of windows in this district, paying this much rent that looks like this. Non-specific would be a bit more like, I want to be in an apartment where I feel safe in. I want to feel comfortable and inspired when I'm there. So, okay. Yeah. Oh, I'll have to look that up. I'm curious. 
Um, cool. So more expansion and expand, continuing to expand your business. Are you specifically wanting to expand your coaching business or more? Just reach. I, reach. I, want, I want to reach people who need to hear the messages that I have to share. Yeah. And do you have a... Do you have a specific meditation that you do that you recommend that people could find? Yeah. So I love uh, by anything with binaural beats. So it's the idea that you're like different frequencies in each ear. It's supposed to help synchronize your brain waves. So I, I think it's called power thought meditation club on YouTube and they, there's just free stuff there. Um, you can also just go on Spotify. I do a lot with the love frequency mm -hmm. because that's a really uh, high vibration. I think it's like five, five, two, eight. Yeah. I was going to say, I can't remember five, two, eight, um, Hertz, but any of those. And I actually, whenever I do hypnosis with people, I overlay with sound frequencies depending on what they need. So just a little idea. So smart. It is smart. That's how I do it. It's the best. <laughs> that would help me so much more even sinking into it. Yeah. And that's why I do it because it's not only is it the hurts, but it's also the brain waves. So like, um, I have a whole list of them and like one of, you know, it'll say like theta wave. So I go through the list and I'm like, all right, this would be good for, for what they're going through. So, oh, I'm going to geek out on this so hard later. Yeah, it's oh awesome. Gosh. Try I'm it out. Super stoked. Even to look at the different types of brain. I mean, I know a few of them, but I'm like, wait, there's more. I need to look at this. So when you're doing your meditation, you're listening to maybe binaural beats, and then you're just visualizing what you just said about the expansion, like you're leading yourself through a meditation. Yeah. So literally what I do now, it depends on like what I'm wanting to focus on, but sometimes I'll literally just listen to the love frequency to connect with God, to connect with source and with no other agenda. And that was what I recently learned from my coach was that's really how you open up your energy field. But other times, like if you want to get into the, you know, the quantum realm, you can, you can do binaural beats. You can listen to sulfagio frequencies, which is what we were talking about with like the 528 Hertz. Um, and that way, when you get into that state and you'll know because you, your head might, you know, knock back because you're like, you know, in that deeper state or, um, you'll just feel kind of like dissociated from your body, but it's just very relaxed. And that's when you can just start putting out those intentions into the quantum, like visualizing how you would act with that outcome. How would you feel? And really feeling the elevated emotion in your body. Like I would feel joyful. I would feel expansive. How would that feel to you in that space? Cause that's when you're, you're activating that electromagnetic um, aura, whatever you want to call it, that signature that you're then attracting those experiences into your field, which is it's it. I love this because it's like the idea of affirmations and getting into the vortex and even like Abraham Hicks, but getting into that subconscious yeah. place before you're doing that and getting into that deep oh, yeah. state because otherwise your, your brain's shooting it down. Like your brain's like, Oh, I can't have that. I can't do that. If it's against your programming. Exactly. That's so true. Yeah. I love that. Oh, so fun. Three questions right. here. Uh, we are very interested in everything you're doing. So it's super fun. I feel like we could ask you about a thousand more questions, but 
Well, we'll only ask you two more. So this is a question I really like asking people. Who are you outside of what you do? <sighs> so I'm a person that really likes to relax. My fiance always laughs at me. He's like, if you could live in your bed, you would. <laughs> oh my I'm a cancer. Yes, I, I love to be say that. I was going to say cancer. <laughs> Yeah, I just, I, I love to relax because I grew up never being able to relax. Like my dad was always like, what did you do today? And like, blah, blah, blah. And I always felt guilty. I'm like, uh, I was like, you know, five years old. I'm like, I don't know, you know? <laughs> and I feel like, so now that I'm just like, I'm away from that and I have my own business, my own life. I'm Whenever I'm not working, I like to just decompress and I'll watch like Netflix or, you know, we'll go for a walk or play with my dog. I mean- Oh my God, you could totally hear my accent when I said dog. Um, so <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I'm just a normal, you know, nerdy, nerdy person that loves quantum physics. <laughs> I love it. What do you have any good Netflix shows you're watching right now? So I love um, Grace and Frankie. Yes. I know it's like, you know, it's a good, yeah, it's like an older show, but I don't know. I, I think it's cute. Um, I watched like Orange is the New Black a while back. Um, oh, Sopranos, which I don't know if that's on Netflix, but I just watched that last year and I know it was from earlier in the 2000s, but I don't know, it's kind of different. I like different things. So that was not my last question. I just slipped that one. That was it. That was it. Okay. Bye. I'm oh, just kidding. Um, <laughs> lastly, do you have any upcoming events or projects you're working on? And also where can people find you? Yeah, so you can friend me on Facebook um, under Christina Tarantola, or you can, um, I'm also on Instagram as drchristina.tarantola. Um, you can reach me on my website. It's enlightenedwellnesspa, as in Pennsylvania.com. Um, and what was the other question? No, Sorry. Good. Okay. Do you have any upcoming events or projects where people? Oh, okay. So yeah, my, my focus this year is on the wedding, but, oh, yeah. um, <laughs> okay. So that's your upcoming project guys. You're not invited. <laughs> not an invitation. <laughs> um, but I do have, I just created a new offering. It's a, it's called the sacred illumination container. And it's really for visionary women who are looking to alchemize their high achieving patterns into soulful expression. So I take it and it's very intuitive. So it's an individual program that's going to help to, release a lot of these old programs for women to really step into their soul destiny and why they're here. Um, so it, it's going to look different for everybody. You know, I intuitively will know like, okay, this is, these are the tools that we're going to use and this is what you need. We would shift in this area. Um, so I'm really excited for that. It's going to be either a three month container or a whole VIP day with me. So depending on what the person needs, I kind of can intuitively sense what that could look like. So I'm excited about that. I think that'll be um, something that actually I have a couple people already signed up. So excited for that. That sounds amazing. And I feel like there are a lot of our listeners that are these boss babes, entrepreneurs that are trying to figure out how to de-hustle, but also like, I want to accomplish things. (laughs) I can't do anything now. It, it is a delicate balance, but I will say one last thing is that when you're anchored in your feminine, that's when you're receiving. Mm. And I've seen that in the last year, big time, because I was stuck in that toxic masculine hustle, like, oh, what do I do now? And like, I have to do this, blah, blah, blah. And once I let those control patterns go, it's it flowed. 
so much more, so much more easily. So feminine's where it's at. How do you anchor into your feminine? So I imagine, so divine masculine is what I anchor into every day. So when you feel supported in, and even in a relationship, right? Like when you feel held in a space, that's when the feminine can expand. So I imagine um, kind of like a tree trunk and just me laying against that tree as divine masculine and being like, okay, like, what will you, what should I do today? What will you have me do? And I listen to the guidance and that's when I take those action steps. So like, of course, I know I have to have certain things moving in my business, but I feel like when I'm tapped in, it, it just comes through. And that's where the, the feminine can really expand because when you feel supported and, you know, the same concept can be applied to money too. Like money can represent that structure. Imagine if you had $200,000 in your business, you could do whatever the heck you wanted because you're anchored and you feel supported. So, you know, translating that, how can you get into that space where you feel anchored, you anchor that in, uh, into yourself and you're not looking for it outside of yourself. And that way you can expand and you can create and do all of these things to bring it to life. That got me lit. Yes, that's a great way to end the episode. So thank you so much for coming on and also reaching out to us. That was like, I feel like that's what's happening right now. We have people asking us to come on here and I'm like, what in the world? Like, you guys are amazing. Like, <laughs> it's so, I just feel like our audience is just going to get so expanded and have so many amazing new resources. And we'll list every, everything about um, Christina's Instagram. We'll put all of that in um, the show notes. So if you guys missed that or any of her courses or websites, don't worry. Just check out the show notes as well as everything that she said about Dr. Joe Dispenza and anything else in there. We will link it in the show notes. So, but thank you so much for coming on and just sharing your wisdom and being so open and doing what you're doing and honoring it because we need it. Yes, we need it so much. And I love your openness too. I can feel energetically. You guys are just really, you're the real deal. And I love, I'm so honored to be on this podcast because I can hear, like, I just really resonate with everything that you're, you're doing and um, just wishing you success in, in this podcast and your businesses. So you're great. So we'll definitely, I would, would love to have you back on in the future and just hear more about what you're doing and dive into some other topics. So we'll definitely be in touch and. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. Well, you. have, so everybody we'll see you in the outro. Thank you guys so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please subscribe, rate, review the podcast on iTunes, tag and share this episode on Instagram at The Generator Podcast, and let us know what you think. For any questions, suggestions on topics you'd like to hear about, please let us know what you think by emailing us at thegeneratorpodcast at gmail.com. Make sure to share our podcast with a friend that you think would be inspired by it. You can also check out our website and learn more about our coaching services and astrological readings and our latest blog post at thegeneratorpodcast.online. Thank you so much for listening. We love you guys. Bye.